Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. It's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars up above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Neath the cover of October skies You know the leaves on the trees are falling To the sound of the breezes that blow You know I'm trying to please to the calling Of your heart strength that plays soft and low You know the night What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome aboard to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you. And what's going on, everybody? Yeah, the PGA was quite exciting. Well, I don't know if it was how exciting it was, but Brooks Kepka, what a what a player he is. And Tiger made a great run. Uh, he, in fact, shot his lowest final round score in a major in his career. So give him credit. Looks like he's got a shot and uh, looks like he's back and looks like Turkey's got no shot. Uh, Turkey has gone to the offensive, starting to uh, criticize Trump and, you know, talking about backstabbing and all this other stuff. And I think that the president has been very straightforward and upcoming. I don't again, I don't I don't know that he's um, a backstabber. I mean, he might say a lot of things, but I don't think that he's I think he meets every confrontation head on. And, you know, if Turkey was smart, they would head up. But instead, they'd rather watch their currency go to zero. Uh, and, of course, their central banks will try to inflate and, and continue to, to back up their currency. But uh, as we all know, uh, that doesn't work. We've, we've, been, we've been witnesses of it firsthand in this country. And, of course, this is, you know, the issues. And, you know, we, we don't we're not predicting uh, the end of the world. We're not predicting, uh, you know, markets are going to go straight down. But what we are saying is that there are certainly a lot of, as they say, chinks in the armor. Uh, we're seeing, you know, the, the, the big Jenga puzzle, uh, you know, now Turkey's just another one in the, in the, the role of contagion things that are happening. Uh, and at some point it's going to become a bigger problem. We don't know when, uh, we don't know what, what will be the exact item, but as you, as you look around and you watch the China markets crumbling, uh, and you watch, um, the Turkish lira gets slammed, and you watch what's going on in Venezuela with, of course, that great socialism with one million percent uh, inflation. Uh, you know, I, I think you're starting to see that uh, our commander in chief has the generally the right idea of how we can move forward. Uh, the only disagreement between me and the president today is the. His wanting to keep the interest rates low, which I don't agree with. But in the meantime, it's, it's apparent that he does have the best interests of America in his mind. And I think that that's what we're looking for. That's what we'd like to see. Because, of course, we want to see some prosperity uh, for everybody in this country. And I, I think that is where we're headed. You know, we see, you know, the, the grain markets have worked their way a little bit lower. Uh, but again, I think that this is more likely a buying opportunity. Uh, I don't. I don't see uh, the the major issue. Of course, the uh, the trolls out there are giving me shots. But uh, again, I think that this is a a good opportunity to step in and and, and be a buyer. I think you know you want to. You might want to start watching gold here. I mean, we're still looking for eleven eighty. 
but it looks to me like there's going to be a pretty big rally popping up here at some point. Uh, I think you want to look to be a seller of bonds as I think interest rates are going to go higher. And of course, the U.S. dollar, uh, you know, as we talked about, broke out on Friday. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see some some sidewards action for a while. But to me, again, this is kind of how we've structured and laid it out. And, you know, we've got a lot of things going on uh, and, and and all pointing to the way we've kind of laid out what may and may not happen over the next, uh, you know, few months or whatever. Uh, but you have a lot of stuff going on and, and none of it's really all that great, you know, to be quite honest. Uh, you know, the 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 issues between uh, the countries, uh, you've got Russia trying to get rid of the United States debt. And of course, uh, you've got a lot of things going on here. Uh, and, you know, I, I think it's, you know, this is this is, I think, where we we all miss the big boat. And the big boat is this is the opportunity for everybody to work together. This is the opportunity to say, hey, you know what? It's enough of the the crap over all the years. And, you know, we may not like each other. We may not, you know, be best friends, but we can certainly create a better economy for all. And I think that one of the things you see is these dictators and these these others, they're not really interested in that. They're more interested in the oligarch formation and screw the middle class. And I, I think that's something that, you know, again, I think that's what you're seeing. I mean, you know, if you if you look at Venezuela, with the amount of oil they have, I think I, I think they hold the number one oil reserve in the world. I mean, you would think that uh, you know if they really wanted to make things great there, they certainly could. Uh, but of course, they don't. And this is what happens when you have a dramatic difference in, difference in the classes of people, uh, and you continue to try to keep uh, those down that are down. Uh, and, you know, that's why I think you're going to see, you know, more of these problems coming because, again, you've got uh, the banks, in my opinion, that, that, you know, we don't know. Nobody said it yet, but I'll say it. I think they're in trouble. Uh, I think they're in trouble once again. I think this is something that, again, we continue to struggle with as, as a country. And I think when you look at uh, the banking system, I think they're making the same mistakes They've made every time in the past, and that is they continue to put out bad money after bad money. And certainly, you know, we'll see if if indeed that is, uh, you know, going to come to fruition. But uh, you're certainly looking at some major issues here and some problems. And, you know, again, if, if I don't I do not believe that they do have enough in reserve to cover the amount that they're lending out. And of course, remember every time they do lend out, all they're really doing is uh, creating new money uh, because they get to lend out at 10 to one, basically. So they're creating new money. They get the Fed trying to create new money and all they're doing is really just devaluing our own money. I find that obviously very problematic in, to begin with. Uh, and you tie that in with uh, you know the wages which are not growing as, as fast as they should, uh, you know, which means, yes, there's a demand for jobs, but the real demand is for jobs that cannot basically be filled. So it's like saying, you know, um, I, I give you this if you can do that. And, you know, obviously nobody's really qualified to do it. So it, it looks better than it is. 
and I think that's another just just another issue down the pike that you know we can we can continue to you know try to watch and worry about but I think that what we're going to find out is that all we're, we're working for is is a a market uh and an economy that will once again run into some serious issues uh and uh you know have a a dramatic downturn but again I, I'm a believer longer term but again, when you're up fourfold from the bottoms and, you know, nobody cares, nobody says this time is different and we're going to keep going higher and nothing's going to ever get in the way. That's usually about the time that things start to potentially get in the way. And to me, that's where we need to, 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 to clean up and start to work on things. And I think that's where I believe that uh, these trade wars and these tariffs need to be squared away because it will create a lot more for the average guy. That's kind of how I see it. And this is The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz. And, of course, I want to remind you to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm, the only station you need. We've got 24-hour day programming. And also want to remind you about our high school investing program as we come into the new school year. Uh, would like to get uh, your help if you'd like. We'd like to keep it going, but we're running out of capital. So if you'd like to help us out, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Bubba Trading. That's patreon.com forward slash Bubba Trading, and you can help us out. In the meantime, we're going to step out here for a break and come back with more of the Bubba Show. After the break, we'll be back with Matt Demeter of DemeterResearch.com. The Bubba Show, top of board, which we're coming right back after the break. Come back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with Matt Demeter, DemeterResearch.com, CryptoInvestorX.com, and all about technical genius for the Bubba Show. What's up, Matt? Hey, Todd. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, well, you know, we had some interesting action last week, and uh, the NASDAQ, which has been, you, you were looking for 8,000, it hit 7,900. You said it was time to short it. Rallied back to 7,933 and broke again. What's, what's your views on the NASDAQ? Uh, I think that we can still go a little bit higher. I mean, we clearly didn't hit the 8,000 uh, target. And uh, no, I, I think we'll, we'll probably see a bounce this, this week and uh, we'll, get our, we'll get our shot to short. Yeah, you think it, it can have, it gets a chance to get to 8,000 now? I mean, obviously, one thing, and I know you don't watch all this, you really just watch the perfect pure technicals, but when I look at it, I go, well, volume is horrible. There's nothing going on. So typically, in those circumstances, markets tend to drift higher. And even with Friday's sell-off, volume was better than it was during the week, but it really was not even up to normal where it should be on a normal trading day. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, it's it's August, so I guess you know, you know, the lower volume will, like you said, it tends to drift higher. Uh, and I'm not seeing anything in uh, either volatility or in uh, uh, you know the commercial positioning that would tell me we're we're imminently about to sell off. So I think more likely we're going to go a little bit higher. But we're already you know we're already short from from the peak at you know just over. Uh, seventy nine hundred. So, we're just looking to add to that when, when we get to eight thousand. I understand that. And then, yeah. you know, Bitcoin. You know, you had originally called the bottom, and it had a huge rally. And now, for the last I don't know ten days, it's been ugly. It got up to about eighty five hundred, back down to around that six thousand area. Uh, is there a problem here, or is this just normal action? 
There's a problem with uh, Ethereum and a, a bunch of the other crypto charts that I'm following. Uh, we, we, you know, I, I think we t- talked about it last week, but we were seeing breakdowns occurring on uh, July 31st. It started becoming clear to me that Ethereum was breaking down and several others were. Uh, Bitcoin was still well above its support level, which I said was about, I think I said about 6,100. Uh, but you know, I basically said 6,000 was a line in the sand, at least I think so. Uh, and that's that's where I would still uh, peg it to be. I had to stretch some of my shorter term patterns down to see where is the last possible place Bitcoin could, could push lower to until, you know, my patterns absolutely snapped. And the low that we saw uh, on Saturday, Saturday, early Saturday morning at 6,003 was to the dollar as low as it could go. If it goes to 6,002, it'll break the pattern and and uh, it'll just snap and then we can see a lot more downside. But it's held. So um, I, I still see Bitcoin in a bull market, in a bull pattern that hasn't broken yet. So what about the others? I mean, should we be concerned? Should I be concerned with what I'm holding as an investment? Is it is this the end? Is it over? No, it's, you know, it's not the, it's not over. Um, you know, the, there's a little bit more downside to go, I think, in Ethereum and a few others, but not a, not a lot. Uh, and it just varies by by which chart we're looking at. Uh, you know, EOS, for example, got down into the fours, and you can't really. They they have about four dollars. the The team, the development team, has about uh, four dollars in cash for every coin. So, because they have about uh, four billion dollars, and there's a billion tokens, uh, you can't really think of it that way necessarily because you know, it's not like that cash backs up each coin. Uh, that's for development. But, uh, you know, when they want to develop and improve the protocol, they've got $4 billion. So I think four is a floor for EOS, as an example. Um, you know, there's there's a, a bunch of others. I, and they're, they're all getting oversold. We're, we're talking about daily RSI in the 20s. And we're talking about a, a Bitcoin sentiment uh, in, at 11 out of 100. So that's below 20, which is you know, excessive pessimism level. So, you know, I think it's all, I think everything's fine. I think we're still bottoming out though. And uh, I think this really has to be it. If it's not, if, if Bitcoin breaks below 6,000, forget it, then we're, we've then broken a very serious uh, bull pattern and, you know, we can go a couple thousand dollars lower. Okay. But I mean, would you be, are, are, now let's say you're a long-term investor Okay, and you're holding some of these, and are you concerned that that, that this was just a fad that everybody said it was, or is this just a, a big sell off, a, a big bear market that will eventually turn around? It's just a it's just a big bear market that will turn around. Uh, it, there's just way too much additional utility that comes out of uh, cryptos above and beyond uh, fiat currencies and the the financial system we have now. If if it didn't have that significant utility over the fiat system, then, you know, you know, some people say crypto is a solution trying to find a problem and we, it already has, the problem is clear. And I don't think that uh, that's a very valid argument, but uh, no, this is just, I, if you're a long-term investor, you just hold here and we will go back into a bull market at some point. And there's a lot of, there's actually a lot of good fundamental news that's just being ignored. Uh, We have in November, we should have, ICE futures uh, coming online, and those are those futures. Unlike the current ones, 
those are uh, Bitcoin settled. So you can settle them in actual Bitcoin. That's that's really important. And that should should cause upward pressure on price because it actually deals with uh, Bitcoin itself. Then uh, we have to wait until September 30th. Now, the reason why we were down this past week was the SEC postponing their decision on uh, the the big Bitcoin ETF that we're all waiting to, to see how that turns out. Uh, they postponed to September 30th. I think probably on September 30th they approve it, and uh, and then we should that should put a lot of buying pressure on our Bitcoin as well. All right, and then of course the other Bitcoin or the other cryptocurrency. It's really not crypto. It's actually gold. I'm I'm actually goofing around, but gold has been uh, totally devastated here. It just can't seem to ever catch a bid. But it looks to me that the commercials are are there's like a, a an unwinding here that looks like gold should be at some point ready to make a huge move up in the next few months. What do you see in there? Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, the, the commercials are about as long as they've ever been. I mean, not quite. I mean, they're they're nearing uh, uh, their. They, uh, I shouldn't say they're long. They're actually still short, but it's the smallest short position they've had for three years. And the managed money side of uh, the COT report is more short than they've ever been. And they're the sort of the dumb money that always gets played by the commercials. So uh, you have this huge short position that has to be unwound by the by the managed money guys. And when it does, you're going to see a huge rip in gold. So I agree that you know we're going to have a big move up in gold. Right now, uh, I'm still trying to figure out where is this thing going to bottom, and I'm not, you know, I'm not seeing it down, uh, not until about 1180, or I'm still sticking with that target. So if we get down to 1180, I mean, this thing's going to be ready to rip to the upside. It's probably, you know, if it gets there, it's already set up well for for a bull move. Right. No, I agree with that. I think that, uh, you know, again, we get to a point and you sometimes you get to a point where they just get so oversold that even a big bounce and, and you know, you could get a 10 percent bounce even if gold is going to go lower, couldn't you? Yeah, you could. I mean, you could you could have a have a takeoff from here to the upside, release some of the uh, oversold condition and then get another move down to this 1180 that I'm looking for. Uh, so anything could really happen here. Uh, I'm still I'm neutral on gold. No position. Uh, I'd really like to get long though at 1180. So I hope it gets there. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I, I'd like to get long at 1182. I keep saying that I'm not. I wouldn't be a seller here because there's a greater probability of a pop. I think the amount you could make to the downside is nowhere near the amount you could make to the upside if indeed we get that rally. Right. Exactly. That's why. I, that's why I wouldn't. I never like to short gold or silver anyway, <laughs> unless you know when they get when they get up to obvious major resistance levels, and you know the if the COT uh, report shows that commercials are heavily short, then I'll then I'll take a shot on the short side. But uh, under these conditions, I wouldn't touch it as a short. Now, is silver in the same pattern? Silver, same deal. Uh, silver uh, and you know the gold silver ratio is eighty, which is you know, uh, b- about the, f- the far end, of, far extreme that it's been for a long time. Uh, and same same conditions with the COT report. So uh, it's just as ready to uh, go to the upside. I uh, I always try to lean uh, long if I can on silver because I, I like silver above above and beyond gold. 
Well, and that's just because there isn't as much of it. You're 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 a a a confessed a silver bug, so we know that. That's all right. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, listen, it's cheaper and you can buy more of it, so it's it's all good. This is the Bubba Show Top of Orbits. We're with Matt Demeter, DemeterResearch.com, and also the head of CryptoInvestorX.com. And of course, make sure you check out his websites because he's got a lot of great information there for you. And we're gonna stop by here for a break. This is the Bubba Show Top of Orbits. We'll be right back with more of the Bubba Show after the break. Top of Orbits, we're coming right back. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report, bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Chalady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger, who writes the hot topics and the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to the Bubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at Bubba at the Bubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at Bubba at the Bubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, the Bubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bob Horowitz with Matt Demeter, DemeterResearch.com and CryptoInvestorX.com. And uh, Matt, uh, we had a little downward action in the grains. Uh, you know, our DBA is not doing as well as we thought it would. And I know there was a report on Friday and that did create a little bit of selling, but they're still higher than they were from the lows when you called the bottom. Uh, are you? Did that do any damage to the chart, or is that actually? I look at it on a weekly chart. It looks to me, it's just a, another opportunity to buy. What are your thoughts? I, I agree. Uh, the well, starting with DBA, it did make a slightly lower low on Friday, and uh, I, it didn't break the pattern at all. There was a little bit of extra room to go. I, I I said last week that I was okay with 17, that going as low as 17 even, and you know we're still. I think we're at 17.20 about there. So. Uh, it's it's fine, and it could even go a little bit lower before uh, rallying to the upside. Uh, soybeans really got, you know, hit. I mean, and that's the other. You know, we were long soybeans, and so that was we didn't want to see that obviously, but uh, that just vertical drop on Friday uh, didn't quite doesn't look quite complete actually. I think we're going to go. Uh, we have we have inclining support, rising support coming in at uh, $8.49, $8.49, uh, and we're going to put a, a stop at about eight forty six because that's where, you know, that's that would be below the support line that's coming in. Uh, but otherwise, we're just going to hold because I don't, I don't, I don't think that that was it. I don't think that was uh, all we were going to get out of soybeans. I, so, I agree. Listen, yeah. I think they're going a lot higher myself. Uh, I'm getting a lot of harassed by a lot of the trolls out there that say, you know, you're ha ha ha, you're wrong. I I don't know. I I bought them at eight twenty five, so they're they're at eight. They're still up at eight sixty. So uh, you know, I I guess I could be wrong. I'll, I'll take that as a wrong. But in the meantime, um, you know, we we look at other things, and um, you know, we see oil now. Oil I think bounced on Friday right where you would have expected it, right around sixty six. But I think that it's probably a resale somewhere around sixty eight or sixty nine. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, obviously, I'd prefer to. You you we want to short as high as possible. I think we, there's a shot at getting back up to 75. I, I think if we get into the 70s, I would I would be shorting 
there for sure. Uh, I'm just watching the the RSI. I want to see RSI what it does because you know right now it's just dead neutral. It's like 45. So I think we you know once we get up into towards 70 on RSI too, then I think that's a great place to to short. Oh, I could live with 70. If it gets to 75, you could carry me out and come and visit me at the, <laughs> the home. Uh, I, I don't ever see it getting there anytime soon. But again, obviously, I had to puke last time, so I could be wrong. Uh, but uh, at, the, at, the, at the other side of the coin, uh, the euro currency, which you so greatly called the top of it, I think 124 or whatever the hell it was, way up there, and it's now in the 114s. Uh, was this too big of a sell-off? Is this going to get a bounce from here? Um, I mean, the dollar broke out and you know looked like a blow-off to the upside. The euro currency looked like a blow-off to the downside. Do we get a bounce here, or do they continue to, to go lower? The way, you know, my, my pattern for the euro looks like we, for me, because we covered some of our short position on Friday, you know, as we got down towards 114, uh, because that was the, my first interpretation of, of first support. So we've now achieved first support. If it doesn't bounce here, you know, uh, we went a little bit below 114, just a little bit below. If we go any further uh, south, then we're going to reshort. Uh, but I think we should probably get a little bit of a bounce first. And the same thing. Uh, the inverse with the dollar. The dollar hit my 96 level that I was looking for. Went a little bit past, but just sort of stretched the pattern. Didn't really break it. So uh, we lightened up on the dollar as well. If that continues to push higher, we'll just you know we we basically sold half of our dollar position. We'll buy it. We'll buy that half back if we keep pushing higher. Uh, what I prefer to do, obviously, is is get a, re- a retracement, a pullback. To, to buy into weakness and uh, as far as the euro goes to sell into strength from the short side so that's what i hope for but if if the the prices just keep moving then we'll just get right back in yeah you know, i thought that i thought the dollar at 97 was was my target to get to and then i think par by the end of the year so uh you know again but it did the way it went up on friday it was a little bit too you know sometimes they go a little bit too fast so there's going to be a natural pullback most likely from some of these issues right yeah, and that you know, this is just this is just my first. I'm just talking about first support and first resistance, not final, not final targets here. Just you know, short term patterns along the way. So I still want to be short the euro longer term and and uh, long the dollar longer term. So. I, I know your final target in euro is about zero, but I'm no, just kidding. But, <laughs> but so you know, and, and of course the interest rate markets. Obviously, uh, we were trying to push, and and the bond futures were getting cracked, and then all of a sudden, obviously on Friday they they spiked higher. Uh, what's your? I know you use usually more of the TLT. What's your your look on the TLT right here? You know, I, I probably sound like a broken record on TLT, but I'm still looking for this uh, declining target to the upside to be hit. And it's still uh, right around 125, just above 125 and, this, and declining. Uh, so that's where, I, you know, look, that's where I want to short. And I think we still have a good shot at that. Uh, the pattern the, to the it doesn't it doesn't nothing really looks messed up. It, it looks like we can still do that, so that's good. I also continue to see that the commercials ha- still have a record long position in the ten year Treasury futures, so they're record long ten year, and then they have a pretty decent uh, long in the thirty year. So you com- you know, and TLT is about you know half and half. It's about a twenty year right kind of you know that. range, right? So I think we'll get, I think we'll get there. Now, how fast is it declining? Uh, it's, it's, I think it's about uh, 50 cents or a little bit less than 50 cents per week. 
Okay, so if we kind of churn back and forth, then we could get to you know one twenty two, one twenty three in the next month or so, and then that would kind of to tie in because I don't think we see one twenty five. I'm not saying we can't, obviously, uh, but to me it looks to me like the the bonds are just waiting. The futures are waiting just to collapse. That's what I see. I think that you know again you don't look at this stuff, but I look at the Fed and the the mess that they've created. And at some point, I think they're going to be forced to raise rates too fast, which obviously would push these down. Uh, but so if we kind of go sideways a little bit longer, we could get to, we could meet your upside objective and still stay within the range of what I'm looking for. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That may be the more likely outcome actually. Um, you know, and then on a longer term basis, I'm, uh, you know, I think we've talked about this before. I'm looking for the 10 year rate at some point to get up to 11%. And but that's probably an, into the time frame when we start seeing a currency crisis and we're seeing people no longer wanting to have dollar denominated assets or any perhaps any fiat, you know, sort of currency. And that put, of course that pushes our cryptocurrencies up. So that's all good. <laughs> right. Well, look, well, look what's happening with, uh, you know, the, the in Turkey with the lira. You know, there's uh, people in Turkey rushing to uh, the crypto markets, buying Bitcoin and buying other cryptos. So, you know, we've got a, a lot going on. And, of course, China is getting is collapsing. What's your look at China? Uh, I know you were short it and you're using the, I believe, the what, AHSR, I believe, at one time, right? Right, right. Uh, yeah, the A-shares ETF. And uh, I think it, it's actually looking okay. I mean, I think that we're, we've got a couple of different things going on. There's a major pivot line that's declining. Um, so the, the low that we saw, I think it was on, uh, it was in early July, the low we saw in early July, if we break much below that, then it, it, it just turns into, you know, a huge sell-off. But there's a pivot line there that uh, as long as we stay above it, it actually projects, I don't know how this is going to happen, but it projects to the 2015 high, which as you know, was much higher uh, and where we are now. So I'm actually long right now and we'll see if it can, if it can, there's some short term resistance it's running into as of right now, as of today, if it can pop through that, then it can probably escape to the upside. And I would see no reason why it can't go to the 2015 high. Again, I have no idea how that would take place, but that's what I'm seeing right now. Oh, no. I mean, again, there's, uh, you know, I, I, I would think it might tie in together with uh, a settling of the trade war talk. You know, I mean, again, obviously, uh, the trade war stuff is really punishing, you know, from a fundamental standpoint, uh, those indexes and everybody can't wait to get out. Uh, but so now what, where's the nisey in all this? I know that it, that was far away from your target. Where, where's that? What's going on with that? Uh, so yeah, the target there is slowly declining right now. It's at 14,420. Uh, and we're not, we're not even close. So I think that's the event. I think that's the, you know, the melt up top. That's like the final top. And then we see a massive, you know, 2008 style meltdown. Yeah, I could, I could see that. And of course the, the VIX futures, what, what's going on with the, the COT on the, uh, the VIX futures? Uh, they are starting to, I mean, so they are building up a position. They're now over a hundred thousand contracts, which is big. And I'm not talking about the commercial dealers. They're still underneath a hundred thousand contracts, but the, just the commercial category as a whole, uh, is over a hundred. And I think we got up to 150, 160,000, uh, at the last peak in, in their positioning. So they still have a little ways to go on what they can, you know, 
load up on the long side. Uh, so, but they are. It is now in a like it's it's in a bullish territory for the VIX, and therefore bearish territory for uh, stocks. Matt Demeter, DemeterResearch.com. As always, I thank you so much. It's always great to be here. Thanks, Todd. And that was Matt Demeter, DemeterResearch.com, and also CryptoInvestorX.com. And of course, this is the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. And I want to remind you to download the show each and every day at LibertyTalk.fm, the only station you need. And also, don't forget about uh, getting my daily update, which is available to you for free at uh, BubbaTrading.com. A little box will pop up. Fill it out. No credit card required, no information. All you got to do is just fill out the form, and every day after the close, you'll get an email with a three- to five-minute video, and you'll get tomorrow's newspaper today. This is The Bubba Show. I am Todd Bubba We're going to stop by here for a break and be back with Jane King, Lila Max Media, after the break. The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. Welcome back to the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz, and it's time for the one, the only, the unbelievably talented, Jane King, Lila Max Media, The Kitchen Report. What's up, Jane King? Oh, hey, doing great, and um, I'm, I think there should be a law against pumpkin spice latte before Labor Day. Did you hear Starbucks is going to release it on August 28th? Like, come on. They're not even pumpkins out yet. You know what? I'm never going back. I'm bar I'm banning Starbucks anyways because, you know, it's funny. I'll tell you a funny story real quick. I went there yesterday. I don't usually go there, but I went there. I was out, and I, I wanted a, a Frappuccino, okay? And I went to this one that's a drive through only, and I didn't see the place where you drive in to get, you know, the, the order. So I thought you just drove to the window. So I wait in line for 15 minutes at the window, and there's like 30 cars behind me. And I said, the guy said, you're supposed to order. I said, I didn't see it. He says, well, I'm sorry. You have to go all the way around again. <laughs> so, oh, I, my God. You can imagine what I told him. But anyways. so I'm That's not, good customer service for you. They're, ban <laughs> they're banned from, from my money. They're never getting another dime okay. from me, as, as you know. So anyways. Uh, there's a lot of good coffee places out there. <laughs> hundred no percent. McDonald's is just as good, actually. The Frappuccinos are very there good at go. McDonald's. So yeah. what's up? What's, what's the word? What do, we, what do we have exciting? Anything going on that, uh, that, that has excited you this week? Well, is I, I think it's very interesting that uh, the Nasdaq and the S and P are close to record highs, and the Dow is not far away. And the world's going to end, according to some people. You know, trade issues are going to lead to wars, and you know, everybody's going to be eating worms. And I mean, here we are with the stock market completely shrugging it off. And I think the market thinks that. I mean, it looks like we might have something with Mexico soon. That opens the door to some deals with Canada. And um, and then all of a sudden, now that we've got something with the European Union, that leaves China kind of by itself. And uh, by the way, uh, Reuters reporting that China is probably going to have to buy some U.S. soybeans in the next few weeks. So it's exactly what I heard from those Indiana farmer friends that I talked to a couple weeks ago. Listen, you know that that it's we call it the Trump backdoor TPT program. It, it his way, right? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's you know, it seems to be working. The market certainly isn't upset. If, if the trade issues were really going to lead to catastrophe, the market would definitely react to it. So 100%. here we are. Listen, I say that all the time. The easiest thing to watch, not only the stock market, you watch the grain markets and the grains. Yes, they got hit early, but they're all rallying significantly. So, uh, again, you can you can look at it any way you want. But one thing you and I both know from being in the business, the market is always right. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. so that's what we look at. So, I want I'm going to be curious if you follow that store, story between uh, Charles Kirk and, and Candace Wood when they got uh, kind of egged and watered in in Philadelphia mm -hmm. by Artifa, I guess they call that. What do you think? 
And she said, yeah, I, you know, I've actually interviewed Charlie Kirk. And I mean, he's a great guy, super smart. He's doing some work in the tech space, too, which is what the interview is about. It wasn't even about politics, but uh, just super impressive guy. I'm just sick of it. I'm sick. I'm sick of these people. I'm sick. And, and you know, I, I kind of started getting this revelation uh, lately. So you're familiar with the woman the New York Times hired to be on there. I think it's editorial board or something that she came from The Verge and had all these racist tweets and stuff. So, I mean, I was reading some of her tweets and I'm like, is this for real? Like, and it just kind of occurred to me that I really think there's what's happened in the media is a lot of these people have learned that the way to make money and get fame in the media now is just to antagonize people. And I mean, all of a sudden, everybody's talking about her. People know her name. She's getting a higher profile. She could probably write a book. I mean, if you're saying negative stuff about people, half the people are going to love you for it. I'm sure her followers have gone up tremendously. I mean, the same thing with Alex Jones. I mean, I know, you know, he's got a lot of kind of, you know, out there controversial theories about stuff. Um, and I don't think he believes half of them. But people know who he is. Uh, Jim Acosta was on the Stephen Colbert show. I mean, he'll probably have a book deal soon. This has become, in, in the journalistic news media, a way to raise your profile, make a lot of money, get speaking engagements, get a book deal, and just become more famous and rich. And um, I think that this has become a little cottage industry. Hate Trump, be racist against white people, and you can make a lot of money. Now, I thought it interesting, and, and I believe this, but I saw Charlie Kirk was on Varney, and, you know, Varney keeps saying Charlie Kirk for president in 20 years, right? Which he looks like, <laughs> looks like that's years, where, right, yeah. it looks like that's where he's headed. But in the meantime, Charlie Kirk, they believe that these Antifa or Artifa, which one? Which, I think it's Antifa. Whatever, whatever they are, they are they're paid. Right. They're paid like twenty bucks an hour. Did you know that? Oh well, I'm not surprised, and I know that a lot of these protesters are paid. I know George Soros is behind that in some form or another, at least part of the protesters. I mean, it's just you know, it's just disgusting. And they did the right thing by not reacting. They did the right thing by video them. I, I love the fact that they had their phones up. And we're showing people exactly what they're doing. I mean, it's just disgusting. And, you know, it's just, I can't believe this is the country we live in. I can't believe this is the world we live in, um, that people act like this and embarrass people when they're out having a cup of coffee. I mean, it's, I would think that this would hurt the Democrat Party. And I think it has hurt the radical wing of the Democrat Party. I mean, if you look at the elections on Tuesday, I mean, the socialists just got shut down. Well, everybody's watching Venezuela. Can you imagine what's going on there? And the people are trying to, some of them are trying to get into Colombia. Is there a worse time to be a socialist? I mean, you see people fleeing Venezuela. You see people waiting in line for toilet paper and water, and they've got a million percent inflation. I mean, how can anybody seriously go out there and say that's the answer, that that economic uh, program and model is what America needs. I mean, it's the most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard. And, you know, all those people have had their moment in the sun and now everybody's just tired of them and they're going to get shut down. I, I hope so. I mean, again, you, you know, unfortunately that, you know, people still believe in it, but hopefully they'll get shut down. And of course, you and I both know now the markets are very strong and the economy is stronger and things look really good. But you and I both know that the stock market cannot continue to go up straight up forever, can it? Uh, well, no, um, you know, it can't. I mean, but the question is, how much does it correct? Um, does it just hold steady for a long time? I mean, sometimes the correction is it just doesn't go anywhere for a while, which is, I think, what we've seen in 2018. I mean, we had, what, like 70-something record highs in 2017. That was crazy. In 2018, it's been 
just kind of, um, you know, we hit the high in late January and, um, you know, I've just been trading in like a, you know, 2000 point range or so in the Dell since then. So, I mean, a correction doesn't have to be down 20%. It can just be go nowhere for a while. I think, I think a lot of it depends on how the elections turn out. Um, because if we can keep Republicans in the Senate and the House, I mean, that increases the likelihood of tax reform again, more, you know, a, a lessening again of regulations, all the things that the market loves so much. In 2017, we might see round two of that. So that would help the markets. But, you know, the elections, it's a little iffy. We'll see what happens in November. Can we do another round of tax cuts? I mean, you know, obviously my concern is the amount of debt that we're creating and that there's really no way out. Can we do another round of tax cuts? I don't think we can do another round of tax cuts unless we implement some serious uh, budget cuts. Um, I, th- I think it's, resp- it's irresponsible to be spending what we're spending anyway in the government. I mean, can't you tell me there's tons of waste out there that could be eliminated that people wouldn't notice, um, let alone the stuff that really needs to be cut. So I, I think they have to bring those two together. And if you do that, I mean, you have a lot of people on board. No, I, I, I would lo- look at I, you, we're never going to cut. Why? Because the politicians are too worried about getting reelected. So they're not going to make cuts that are going to hurt their constituents. So, we, I mean, again, this is the real this is the real problem that I see is that we don't cut this because I'm worried about getting elected. So I've got to make this. You know, it's all this. What do they call that? The uh, what's the what's the term I'm thinking of? Uh, the sausage making. Right. Oh, the sausage making. <laughs> well, I mean, it, we're not going to be able to say, okay, starting in 2019, no more Social Security benefits. I mean, it's just, you know, nobody's going to do that. It's unfair to people. Um, but you could maybe start saying in 2024, we're going to start reducing Social Security benefits by X percent and phase them out. Um, so I think, you know, we, we have to <laughs> we have to be responsible. I mean, this you know, money is still money, no matter if you're the U.S. government or not. I mean, um, it's still math. And you have to figure out, you know, how you're going to balance all this in the end. I mean, it doesn't have to be perfectly balanced, but it's so out of whack that it can't be sustained. And we have to do this for the future generation. People did it for us. I mean, the greatest generation did this for us. And we're just like, yeah, thanks. You know, now we're going to take whatever we want. I mean, it's terrible behavior. It's irresponsible. And I mean, we have to, you know, we have to figure it out, but we have to be compassionate about it, too. It's where we're at. The words according to Jane King, Lila Mech's Media, the Kaching Report. Jane King, thank you so much. Thanks, Todd. This is The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horwitz. Remember to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Have a great day. Thanks so much for being here. We'll see you tomorrow. The Bubba Show. Revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Liberty Talk FM.